Hey, this so-called real man thing, it ain't over. Let's get into it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your average nobody on your average nobody podcast. Now, on the last episode, I explained some of the things that makes the so-called real man different from the rest. Now, well, the average. Now, on today's episode, I, I wanted to expand on it and explain farther on the importance of these men. First things first. A quick recap on one of the things that I said on the last episode is that the quote-unquote real man is nothing more than the traditional man. The problem is in today's world, you have a lot more men but a lot less tradition. At least that's what you see normally on social media or what social media promotes. And that, let me be honest, that's kind of what I see um, for the most part of my day-to-day life. Now, to understand the importance of the traditional man, we have to go back through history and pretty much the genetic and look at the genetic makeup of, you know, human beings in general. We also can look at other types of organisms as a direct, you know, comparison in many cases like, you know, uh, apes and, you know, how they survive and you know lions and different animals of those those type of uh in that sense now if you know history or if you paid attention to history you could tell that when we in dangerous situations we go back to our natural survival instincts we go back to our natural roles as males and females now i know a lot of people have a problem when somebody say that we as men and women have natural roles, but, you know, in that case, they're just fighting the idea of what God created when he created Adam and Eve. Now, because of the genetic makeup or the biology of men uh, or human beings, men are naturally bigger, stronger, and faster, which was a great thing for the skill set of being hunters and protectors back in, you know, those uh, in the... uh, uh, caveman type days. Now, because women were weaker, um, they were better for as gatherers. You know, just as important, but they were better. They had a skill set for as gatherers. So they gathered, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables and herbs and and stuff like that because the things that they gathered like the fruits and vegetables and stuff, it gave at that time the n- nutrition that the the meat that normal that the that normally that the men brought back, it gave those extra nutrients that the meat didn't have. So and also the herbs that they gathered actually in those times served as medicine, believe it or not. So, you know, it's healing and stuff like that. It was natural. That most most medicines nowadays come 
from nature. Now, of course, they genetically modify some stuff, but, you know, a lot of the medicines that you see, like headache medicine and stuff like that, a lot of that stuff can, you know, you could get that through nat naturally, you know, but a lot of people don't know that. They don't, they, we, we don't know that, I should say. Now, because of these differences in the genetic makeup, you know, and in, in, in the male and the female, it was important for them not to deviate from those roles, not only for the survival of the family, but for human beings itself. Because, you know, they are, uh, women are naturally weaker, so certain predators and stuff that they could be vulnerable to that a man necessarily wouldn't be. Um, so when we look throughout time, we can see those roles stood in place even in the early 1900s and mid-1900s. It's still until you started seeing the uh, the shift in the belief in the need of man, in, in need of a man. You know, uh, that's when you started seeing the promotion of the independent woman. Now, I'm not going to go a, into a deep dive in the topic of the independent woman. I'm going to say that for another episode. But what I will say is, that the more and more you see the rise of an independent woman, the more and more you see a decline in the belief of motherhood and the value and importance of that. So once you started to see a shift in, you know, uh, shift in the I don't need a man attitude, you started to see a drop off in masculinity. Now, how did this drop off occur? Well, I'm not going to get into details on that at this moment, but at some point in time, you saw that the influence men had on kids, whether it was through restrictions of time that he had with the child or the fact that he wasn't around it in the child's life at all. Whatever the case may be, the structure, which is family, that is needed to raise a boy into a man for the increased likelihood of success in whatever area that he's trying to accomplish or whatever area that is needed, uh, greatly hindered and caused him to become more or so emotional and that through manipulation, whether it was the single mother or social media influence, you know, social media or, you know, things of that nature influence him to become weaker. Now think about that. Men become weaker. Who that benefits? Think about that for a second. Who does a weaker man benefit? Do it benefit the woman? Uh, I kind of beg to differ because it because when when you're talking about a strong man, the first one of the very first things you 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 think about when you think about a strong man is being a protector, being a provider. So when you when you have a weaker man, you can't necessarily rely on him to be the protector that you need. Because when stuff pop off, heck, he might be beating you to the car. He, he might be beating you. He might be shutting the door behind him, leaving you inside with with robbers or 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 somebody that want to do harm to you. So that don't necessarily benefit the 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 woman you know if 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 uh, also in that scenario a, a weaker man you know like i said before the provider part 
A weaker man don't he don't he don't really have pride like that. At least from the the you know, the experiences that I've seen, like weaker dude don't have pride. And when you don't have a man with pride, don't get me wrong, too much pride is a problem, but not enough pride is a huge problem. Because those are the guys you see laying on the couch, not going to work, not provide, not 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 bringing food, not being a benefit to the family, or to the or to the woman that he's with. She's the one that got to go up in every day and go to work because he's like he have no. It's it's crazy like when you think about it, but it happens. It happens a lot, so it don't benefit the woman. Do it benefit the kid? Well, in my opinion, they don't benefit the kid either because when you don't have that mindset, you know, you will let the kid just do whatever they want to do or the child, do whatever they want to do. You're not in their life like you're supposed to. You're not the influence that the child needs. So they don't benefit them. You know, so who does that benefit? Who did it benefit? I got I got my I got my thing I, I got my let's see, I don't wanna necessarily say opinions, but I guess it is. It's got well my thoughts. I got my thoughts on who it benefits. But trust me, it don't benefit anybody. It 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 benefits and uh um organizations or institutions. Let me put it that way. A weaker man only benefits, for the most part, the government. And I can explain on that. And it'll benefit prisons. Because weaker men tend to not have emotional control of themselves. So they're easier to snap out, as most people say. They're easier to lose control. You know, um, <laughs> it was a saying that, uh, well, it was an interview that I was watching one time of uh, uh, a philosopher, not a philosopher, but a, um, what you call him? Oh, it's slipping my mind. Uh, a professor in Canada named Jordan Peterson, smart guy smart guy one time i know this is a side note but it, like one time i was thinking about i was talking to my brother about him and i said you know i feel bad for this guy i feel super bad for him because he's so he has so much knowledge and you know having a lot of knowledge can be a a detriment to your health to your mental state of mind because when you know so much you can see the amount of things that People, other people don't know. They, you can see how they, other people are being manipulated in in a variety of areas, and they just clueless and they fall for it. And I used it. I used the phrase that of um, he's so smart, and and I feel so bad because he's like the guy standing at the edge of the cliff, trying to stop the herd of sheep from running off the cliff. He's trying to tell them, hey, there's a cliff here. You're going to die. But the sheep, they ain't listening. 
and they're just steady walking and ain't nothing he can do about it. That's that that that's that's crazy when you think about that. So but anyway, he had an interview and he said um that men should be competent and dangerous. You know, and having the ability to be dangerous and learning um learning how to control it is virtuous. And that weak men it's not virtuous because, you know, they often get confused that being harmless is virtuous, and it's not. You're only harmless because you're you're weak. Being virtuous, like it's it's like when you're dangerous, when you know, it's kind of like when people uh, know how to fight UFC fighters or boxers, like they literally know how to fight. They literally know how to knock you out with one punch. But they choose not to, uh, not to. Uh, how can I say this? Uh, engage in in stupid or idiotic. They they decide not to engage with stupid or idiotic people. People that you know drunk. Like, just say they go to the bar, somebody's drunk, and they're trying to say, hey, you, you, you ain't you what you got. I could take you on. They don't engage in that because they know that they can, you know, they know they can beat them up, even though that person might be, you know, poking at them. You know, you know how it feels to be poked in your chest. The person just steady poking you, steady poking you. But, see, they, they, they're dangerous. They know what they could do. But they choose not to. They got that control of their emotions. That's what makes them virtuous. And that's what he was trying to say in the interview. And I I, I agree with that. Now, once again, who benefits from a weaker man? Well, I can tell you what. I can tell you what a weak man can do. A weak man can cause a whole entire generation to have less, less morals, an entire community to be destroyed, an entire generation of wealth disappear. And side note, uh, when I mean generational wealth, I mean not just money, but knowledge itself. Because it was one thing I learned uh, in my journey of uh, becoming the man, the husband, the son, the brother, that the friend that I want to be. One of the things I learned is that knowledge is so important. Knowledge is so much more important than money itself. A lot of people get focused on money. But I can hand you a hundred grand and you go blow it on a fancy car or some jewelry or some clothes. And then you broke again within two months. But I could get you to not I could give you knowledge on how to get a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred grand, however however you want to say it. And when you make that hundred grand, even if you blow it, you know how to make it again. So when I just looked at 
and study billionaires or multimillionaires, that's that's why a lot of them actually don't leave money to their kids. They leave books. Books is knowledge. But see, but see, when you have a weak man or weak man, you you lose that structure, right? That structure. Because the number one thing everybody needs is structure. And everybody needs family. Yeah, everybody needs family. And you can't build a family without structure. And you can't build a community without family. That is literally the most important thing that you can do. Is help your community. Outside of your own family. Actually, yeah, the most important thing you could do is have a family and have a successful family. Because a successful family can help build a successful community. And a successful community can build success and generational wealth for all the families in that community. See, that's why I say it is important for men to be men for those reasons. Now, I don't know how long it'll take for that to be a realization, but you do constantly see the downside on a daily basis on that being an issue. But first things first, it starts with you. It starts with your mindset. Whether you a woman, you can encourage a man to be a man again. Ultimately, that, that relies on him, true enough. But you can encourage him to be the man that he needs to be. And also, the men, even if you're lost right now, you 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 spent your whole life listening and falling for the tricks of social media and single women and stuff like that, saying, hey, you know, men ain't nothing, all this. Because uh, they, they spreading the the toxic um, views of the the negative uh, in, uh, experiences they had. With the, because they didn't look at, a lot of people didn't look at um, what, what they did in the situations, in those scenarios, what they could have done better. They only looked at what other people done to them. They didn't look at what they did. So, overall... You know, the only way things could get better is if we can start changing the views of the next generation and the views of ourselves so that we all, and I'm saying we because I'm a man, we all could be the so-called real man. 
Well, that's all I got for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope y'all enjoyed it just like I have, as always. And I hope to see you on the next one. Peace out.